The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. That guy is never wrong. On Wednesday night at this time, it is the Employment Law Show. It's amazing. It is uh, 7.06, and welcome to it. Schools here, along with Lior Sanfiru of Sanfiru Tamarkin, founder of that particular law firm, and the most uh, positively reviewed employment law firm in the country. So uh, there you go. You're in good hands over the next hour, a little less than that. Uh, you want to give us a call about your employment law woes? Bring them on, 416-870-6400. Maybe a matter of severance or temporary layoff or COVID-19 or... Anything, anything you got in mind, you've been scratching your head about something or just always wanted to know, right? You can make that phone call and get some uh, some quick and proper answers here. 416-870-6400, a live call-in show, of course, on your Wednesday night. The flagship show is what we call it. Uh, reaching out as well, in addition to that, help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free, anonymous, and uh, simply amazing as far as information is concerned. But the week that was, before we get into our topic of if you're an employee, never do this. Never do this. We'll get to those talking points in just a bit. Lior, how are you, pal? I am doing very well, John. Always, always pumped up, always ready to go on air and talk about employment law and answer as many questions as possible. You and I have uh, our our notes. We're ready to talk about our topic. We have enough to cover here, no problem. But you know what's going to be more fun? More fun is actually answering questions, live questions on air. So, you know, don't just think about yourself. Think about us, John and I. Don't be selfish. For our benefit, call us right now and make it more interesting for us so that we can answer your questions. But in all seriousness, I know there's questions. I answer them all day long. Uh, And if you want to know something about your workplace rights, maybe something is not going the way it should. You're very concerned maybe about your job security. Frankly, who isn't these days? Well, let's talk about what that means. Let's talk about what your employer can and cannot do. Let's talk about what you can do facing, uh, facing a workplace problem. The law is quite good. I've said this before and I mean this. I see this every day. I deal with this every day. Employment laws are good. They're extensive and they're here to protect you. So let's talk about those. Call us right now on the show and we'll answer those questions. Of course, option B, always there. You can always reach out to me privately and we'll give you that contact information as well throughout the show. But a couple of situations that came across my desk. I actually spoke uh, uh, this morning with the lady. She had uh, started uh, a new um, uh, a new job back in November. And this was a one-year contract. She signed the one year from November uh, until the following November. Well, she was then let go in January. And her employer said, well, you know, you were in your probationary period, so you've only been with us for two months, so we're going to let you go. Because you're in probationary period, we don't have to pay you anything. We're going to be nice, though, so we're going to offer you one week's pay and uh, goodbye. So this actually sounded right to her, but she still, smart person, called me. And she said, Lior, before I sign off on this, just, just take a look. Let me know if this is all kosher here. Well, here's the thing, John. It's not even close. Now, the reason for that is her employment agreement, that one-year agreement that she signed, did not say anything about probation. Nothing. And probation, of course, is not implied. So she's not on probation. And more importantly is the fact that because she signed a one-year contract, now when she was let go two months into it, remember the rule with the fixed-term contract, 
the company has to pay her the balance of nice. the contract. That's another 10 months of pay they have to give her. Now, she, she, there was silence on the phone when I told her that. I think it, it took her a couple of moments to uh, you know, digest and absorb what I told her. But this is so, so important. There's two big lessons here. Number one, you're not on probation automatically. There's no such thing as automatic or assumed probation. You're only on probation if you sign an agreement that says that, explicitly outlines it. And the other important lesson, of course, that the general rule with a fixed-term contract is if your employer lets you go before the end of that term, they still have to pay you until uh, the contract was going to end, the balance of the contract. For her, that means 10 months pay, even though she's only been there for two months. Uh, That's a lot of money for her. That's over $60,000. So I'm going to help her with that. So, John, very, very important lessons right there. And for employers, uh, they're thinking now, okay, that's not good. I guess I'll never use a fixed-term contract in case something goes sour before the uh, completion of it. But they can't protect themselves, can't they? Yes, absolutely. So an employer can protect itself by having what I call an early exit clause. So if you sign some, if you, and in fact, an employer is silly not to do that. If you're signing a a fixed term agreement, you should have an early exit clause. If you don't, like this employer didn't, you have to pay the balance of the contract. For her, that meant 10 months. But John, imagine she had signed a two or three year contract and they let her go after two months. They'd still have to pay her that balance. So definitely employers have to keep that in mind. And certainly employees, yet another one from a long list of reasons as to why you have to, have to, have to get advice if you lose your job. And in that regard, reaching out to Lior and his uh, team anytime, one 821 help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, reminder, we are live and the phone lines are wide open, 416-870-6400. What else you got happening? So, John, I spoke with a gentleman that unfortunately uh, a couple weeks back uh, got COVID at his workplace. Uh, thankfully, he got uh, he got better, uh, you know, reasonably fast. And now it was time to go back. Well, he called me and he said, "Listen, you I don't want to go back because this employer is just not taking COVID seriously. Uh, he's not requiring masks. He's not insisting on social distancing. Uh, you know, that there's really no questions being asked of anyone. Just come into work, do your job. All all's okay. What COVID? I don't know any COVID." So and, and so he asked, do I need to go back to this? I'm not feeling safe. I already had COVID once. I, I don't want to have to worry about this. So he really wanted to know what his rights were. So let's be very clear here. The employer's obligation, primary obligation, before anything else, is to keep its employees safe. A company has to keep its employees safe. That's true always. It's especially true these days with COVID-19 when we have this virus uh, going around. So... That means that the employer must must take all precautions. Everything that the government says you have to do, the employer has to do. So whether it's, again, social distancing, whether it's masks, whether it's ensuring uh, that the number of people in the workplace are limited, having dividers, whatever it is that they're required to do, they have to. It's not recommended. It's not optional. They have to. And if an employer doesn't do that, they could number one, there could be significant fines, big, huge fines that the government can impose. But that also gives an employee entitlements. That could be a constructive dismissal. So what I told uh, this employee is, number one, contact your employer and ask them, what have you done since I got COVID to ensure that the workplace is safe? 
If the answer is not satisfactory, you can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor for an unsafe work environment. Have the Ministry of Labor come in, find the employer if needed, order them to do what they're supposed to so that you have a safe environment. So he's going to work with that. But I wanted to remind everyone, their employees, but certainly employers as well, you have to follow government guidelines here. This is not optional. Uh, and if, you, if an employer doesn't do that, yes, there's going to be very significant repercussions. 416-870-6400. It's early. We've got lots of time. Live show. So give us a call with your uh, with your questions. 416-870-6400 is a way to do that. If you're an employee, never do this. We want to go through some of these because we've done this with employers a couple times over the last couple of years. But we, uh, it's nice to focus this list and turn it around towards employees, right? Because really, when boots are on the ground, that's who you're really trying to protect because a lot of people just don't have this information. Well, you know, I started off, John, the show by saying how, how good the law is and, and how the law provides very extensive protections to employees. And that is 100% true. But the law can also be given away. Your rights can be given away. And oftentimes, no, no one gives their rights away on purpose. No one intends to do that, of, of course. But oftentimes, employees can do things that compromise their rights, that may eliminate their rights or give them away. So we want to talk about things you shouldn't do so that you don't give your rights away, so that you allow the law to protect you. So these are very, very important. First one is this. Never make assumptions about legal rights or get information from wrong sources like golf websites and, things and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, <Blogs>. message boards. <laughs> uh, message boards. You, your uncle, uncle Joe who, uh, you know, once worked in HR or, or, or et cetera. Probably, yeah. you know, it's a surefire way to get the wrong information. And in getting the wrong information, you can be giving up your rights very quickly. You know, employment law rights are a big deal. We spend most of our time at work, more time at work than we do anything else. So we need to understand our, our, our rights. And, you know, the law can sometimes be confusing. And there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And I've seen people do silly, silly things, not because they were not smart, not at all, because they were told to do that by some unreputable or, or just, you know, people that meant well just didn't know any better. So I've seen all kinds of things. So we start by saying, when it comes to your workplace rights, don't just assume you know what they are, okay? Yeah. Don't assume. First of all, you may have known, but laws do change, okay? They, they've changed several times since COVID hit, by the way. They change. Uh, and beyond that is you have to know if you're going to get advice from someone, who are you going to get advice from? Are you going to go, you know, you're on a message board or on Facebook and you ask your friends on Facebook for advice? No, that's silly. That's terrible. Uh, you know, you're not going to ask someone that once lost their job about the right, their, your rights because that doesn't make them an expert. You have to get advice. You call me. Again, if you don't like me, I've said this a hundred times. If you don't like me, that's okay. Call another employment lawyer. But please don't give up your rights by making assumptions or by getting information from the wrong sources. Let's take a, a short pause. In the meantime, you want to send an email along. We uh, try to get to some of those by the end of the show. Sometimes the phone calls... Make us too busy, but that's good too. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. The website is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But here and now, make that phone call on this live Wednesday show, the flagship show of all of them, and it is 416-870-6400. Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Love having you here and your phone calls as well. Don't hesitate. It is uh, 7.20 on Wednesday evening. And here's how you make it so. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400 to call into the show. You'd rather email. You can do that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And as we always talk about, even before you make that phone call to Lior or a member of the firm, you can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Wonderful website. Wrapped up into that is the severance pay calculator as well. So it's really handy stuff. Free and uh, absolutely anonymous as well so so there you go if you're an employee never do this we'll get through another one or two of these before we get to the uh, the phone calls never make assumptions about legal rights or get information from wrong sources no kidding but well, we just did that one john i think we'll go oh, on I'm to sorry. the next one. Oh, i'm sorry i just why did i not why did i delete that i saw legal information i uh, never accept significant changes pardon me to the terms of employment there you go be, right. it's been a long day that's it oh Uh-oh. see the price is yeah. right buzzer i'm out yeah, yeah. Uh, we already well, did yeah. the show once today, so there you go. John had a, a good run. Uh, this is his, John's <laughs> he, last show. John, you, you're here by get working notice for the next uh, 25 minutes. Right. I yeah. got good severance, so I've been here 23 <laughs> years. So. That's right, long time. Good luck. Uh, so, yes, but this is a, a, a really big one. This is a huge one. A, a definite way for you to uh, lose your entitlements is by allowing and accepting significant changes to terms of employment. And, you know, when I say allowing, really what I mean is by continuing to work when your employer changes terms, you've accepted them. And I'm talking about things like changes in your compensation or or maybe demotion, changes to your hours, uh, you know, relocations. Your employer does not have an automatic right to do that. Your employer does not have a right to change terms of employment. That's how the law protects you. But you can give up those rights. You can give up those entitlements by accepting those changes. If you accept the change, not only does that then become the new term of employment, if you accept the change, you've then given the company the right to make similar changes again. So we're talking about about a pay cut, they cut your pay by 15%, you accepted it, you continued working. Well, guess what? Now when they make another pay cut and another and another, you won't be able to do anything about it. What you can do if your employer changes terms of employment is you have the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, that is the best option, to leave with your severance rather than accept it. So your employer doesn't have a right to, to make changes to terms of employment, and you should never just automatically accept it, at least now without thinking and understanding what you could be giving up. If you're ever in that situation, Rather than struggle, should I accept, should I not, should I leave, should I not, call me. Let's talk about it. Let's have a plan put in place so that we deal with it properly. You can with certain things. I mean, if they're going to cut your pay by 50%, there's no way you want to take that for a spin. But, I mean, if they want to switch you, you know, days to nights or afternoons or move you down the street a little bit, you can uh, you can give give it a try with, with a written agreement, can you not? Because maybe, who knows, you never know. Sometimes these things can benefit you in a positive way, right? I actually spoke earlier today with uh, with an individual whose employer said, we're going to have you start earlier, a few hours earlier. He's already st- was starting pretty early, so he's going to have to wake up really, really early in the morning to get to work now. But he said to his employer, you know what? I'm going to try this. Maybe it's okay. Maybe it's not a big deal. So let- let's try it for a couple of weeks, see how it goes. That's exactly the right thing to do. He sent an email. He put that in writing, and he said, I'm going to try this, but I'm I may not be good with it. 
After he tries it for a couple of weeks, if he's fine, okay, no problem, he's fine, he can continue working. If he's not fine, he can then, at that point, treat that as a constructive dismissal. So yes, you can try things out, but make sure your employer under, understands that you're only doing that on a temporary basis to see how it goes. Put that in writing, email works really well. If you do that, you protect yourself. The phone line is 416-870-6400. The number to call, that is it. Use it now. If you're an employee, never accept a verbal termination. How about that? Yeah, so here's what I mean by that. Uh, you know, gosh, and, and I've seen this happen more times than I can I can count. You're, if your employer you know, calls you up and says you're, you're let go, uh, fine. Remember, an employer can let you go, but my concern is this. Your employer has to pay you severance. What happens if uh, then... Your employer, uh, when you ask for severance, you know, a day later, two days later, you haven't heard anything. Say, what are you talking about, Bob? You resigned. We didn't let you go. Well, when an employer doesn't put put it in writing, it's easy for them to then say, no, no, we never let you go. You, you told us that you're leaving. You're resigning. I've seen that happen. So if your employer does one of those things where they call you up and it's verbal, well, you want to follow up immediately with an email saying, confirming that you called me today, told me I lost my job. Please send me my paperwork. But at least confirm to them in writing that they let you go. I've seen at least 15, 20 times in my career those situations where there's an argument over whether the employee resigned or was let go because the employer didn't put something in writing. So don't accept the verbal termination. What I mean is it's not like you can say, well, I'm showing up to work tomorrow. That, that's not what I mean. What I mean is if your employer terminates you verbally, you put it in writing, okay? It's not good enough that it's verbal. You send an email, a text message, something in writing right away that confirms that you were let go, then you call me, and I get you your severance. And sort of on the coattails of that one, never resign if you don't really want to unless you have something in writing. Describe that. What does that mean? Yeah, so, you know... You don't want to resign uh, if unless it's voluntary. Remember, a resignation is something that you do voluntarily and unilaterally. So if you if your employer tells you, well, you have to resign, well, your answer is, no, I don't have to resign. I'm not resigning. <laughs> because if the employer wants to let you go, fine, but they have to pay you severance. Oftentimes, if you resign when you don't really want to, that could be an excuse not to pay you severance. And if you do feel like, okay, it's so uncomfortable, I have no choice, everyone's telling me resign, 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 if you're going to do it, well, again, back to my rule. Send an email saying, I only resign because you told me I have no choice. In the eyes of the law, that's still a termination of your employment, and you are owed severance at that point. So you only, only resign if you want to, unless, of course, you confirm in writing that it wasn't voluntary. And now this is unfortunately the the knee-jerk reaction a lot of people will have. Well, the ones who have been listening to the show for the last eight or nine years know better. But uh, if you're an employee, never call the Ministry of Labor if you've lost your job. I know. I can't believe we're still talking about this, but we've got to keep throwing it out there, right? Johnny, every single day, every day, uh, Monday to Friday, not on the weekend because they're closed, but every single day, Monday to Friday, there's employees calling the Ministry of Labor because they lost their job. Uh, You can imagine now during COVID-19, how many employees call the Ministry of Labor? I, I, again, I would assume thousands and thousands over the past 10 months that have called the Ministry of Labor, which in a way, if you think, it makes sense. Hey, man, I've lost my job. I'm calling the government, dealing the, the department and the government, dealing with employment and labor issues. So, of course, it makes sense, except it's wrong. 
except you should never, ever do that. Not even close. If you lost your job, the Ministry of Labor cannot help you, but it's worse than that. Ministry of Labor can only advise you about your minimum entitlements. So if you lost your job three years, let's say you work for the company, call the Ministry of Labor. What do I do, Ministry of Labor? They'll tell you, you are owed three weeks pay, my friend. That's what they'll say, except that's wrong. You could be owed six months pay, months, not weeks. You could be owed eight months pay. Your minimum entitlements may be three weeks, but your full, what we call your common law entitlements, could be five, 10, 20 times that. And not knowing any better, you'll accept a, a terrible severance offer because you were advised incorrectly with the Ministry of Labor. But as bad as that is, it even gets worse. If you actually file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, you give up your rights to pursue your entitlements. It's not something you should ever, ever, ever do. You know what? I said before, don't get advice from your Uncle Jim. You're actually better off getting advice from your Uncle Jim than going to the Ministry of Labor if you lost your job. That's how bad it is. You can certainly go to the Ministry of Labor if you have issues surrounding your overtime or your vacation pay. Absolutely. Not if you lost your job. For that, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Call me. Call another employment lawyer, but not the Ministry of Labor. 416-870-6400 is the way to call through. Dean, thank you so much for standing by for a moment. Good evening. How are you? Good, good. Um, we have an employee who uh, drives directly to the job site. We are in construction. Um, he's been with us uh, seven to eight years, and it's getting worse and worse. He's supposed to be there at 9 o'clock, typically, and now he's uh, getting there at 11 o'clock, 11.30, sometimes doesn't show up. How do we make the right, put the right steps in place to uh, help him find excellence elsewhere? Yeah, no, absolutely. So first thing you have to do is you have to give him in writing. Again, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. You have to give him in writing warnings. So saying you've been late a bunch of times, we're telling you right now, you, you are expected to be at work on time by 9 a.m., if not, that you could lose your job. If he does it again, you, you give him another in writing final warning, saying we've talked to you about this, we told you if you don't come back on time, uh, you're going to be let go. And then if he does it again, then you're in a position to let him go. The problem with not doing that, the problem with you know kind of turning a blind eye and kind of just letting things go is that you're now condoning this behavior. So you have to put it in writing. You have to give them these warnings, at least two warnings, at least, with one of them saying this is a final warning. And then if he continues to do that, then you're going to be in a position to terminate his employment for cause. But you have to put in that work first. Okay. Or if it's, in, if it's sent to him by text, is that considered in writing? Uh, yes, it is. It's fine. As long as there's, it, there's a record of it being sent, yeah, that that is fine. I would I would you know I like email a bit better, but text is okay. I'm okay with text, but it has to be clear. You have to tell him what you're expecting of him, and you have to tell him that he could lose his job if he doesn't. You have to put those okay. two things in there. Yeah, text okay. would be fine here. Uh, and at that point, if you do that work, if you build the case, you may well be in a position to decide to let him go without recourse and without having to pay anything. Okay. Okay, thank you. 
Thank you, Dean. Appreciate that. Again, I'm going to give you this number if you want to reach out, have a uh, further conversation, just uh, dot I's and cross T's. Make sure you're doing that uh, correctly and step-by-step. 1-855-821-5900. Dean, that's the number. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. Lots of time for you, too, still. 416-870-6400. That is how you, uh, how you do that. And we're talking about things employees should never do. You get the old unfair performance review and you go, eh, okay, I guess so. No, don't accept it. Don't accept it. Yeah, this is very important because, you know, as I was telling our previous caller who was an employer, oftentimes a a negative performance review could be something that's used against you down the road if the company wants to let you go for cause. So the problem is with getting a, a negative performance review, that you don't agree with, if you don't do anything about it, you just kind of, as you said, put your head down and continue working, that is exactly the same as accepting it. You may as well be saying, yes, I agree with it, my bad. And that will be held against you. So if you don't agree with it, if it's not accurate, if there's information in it that's not true, you have to say so. And again, the, the theme here, of course, is you have to say so in writing. You know, every there's a theme here, John. Everything we talk about has to be in writing. Remember, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. And this definitely applies in this situation. If you get a negative performance review, if you don't agree with it, say so in writing, explain why. Don't you know, don't be aggressive about it. You know, don't be disrespectful. You know, very matter of fact, you've said that I've done these things. Here's why that's not accurate. Here's what I actually did do. Put that in writing. If you do that, it's gonna be very, very difficult for your employer to rely on that later on. Same thing if you're put on a performance improvement plan and you don't agree with it. And put it in writing. Make sure that it's on the record, that you've objected, that you don't agree, that you've given them the right information. If you do that, you preserve your rights, you make it that much more difficult for the company to ever consider letting you go. So very important and, and you know, silence here is just not a good idea. What happened? Well, you, you mentioned silence, and that's the question I always throw at you: is what happens if you don't get a response when you send that to your employer? Like, oh, that's not good. They didn't reply to me. Well, you know, so the example is okay. Employer, here's all the reasons why I don't agree with the performance uh, uh, improvement plan, and here's what you need to know, and you never hear back. That's fine. No problem with that. If your employer doesn't respond to that email, that's okay. We don't need a response. We just need you to have sent it. We need you to have it there so that no one can ever say you just agreed and accepted. So don't worry if you don't get a response. You don't need a response. It's you sending that email that that's uh, what's important here, not the response. We were talking about uh, things employees should never do, at least until you get advice. And this next one, Lior, is it's one of those cases where this could uh, this could turn around 30 years later and bite you in the rear end in a big way. And that is never sign an employment agreement without having it properly reviewed first. You know, that's so important. The, the, the easiest way for an employer to take rights that otherwise would exist is by having a, a, a very well-drafted employment agreement put in place. And I'm talking about whether you just accepted a job or if you're already working and, and your employer wants you to sign a new agreement in either of those situations. Before you put your, your signature on that dotted line, Let's talk about it. Let's look at it. Let's understand what you're agreeing to. You know, you're probably going to focus immediately on your salary or your job description or your your bonus. But I'm not going to look at that. I want to look at other things. I want to look at is there terms are there terms there 
that limit your future severance? Are there terms that are allowed the company to reduce your pay or they allow them to lay you off temporarily? A bunch of other stuff as well. You want to understand what you are agreeing to because those can be negotiated if needed. So don't give up your rights. That could cost you tens of thousands of dollars, even hundreds of thousands of dollars over time if you sign an employment agreement without having it properly reviewed so that you can understand and negotiate what what's important. Get a couple phone calls in here as we uh, roll on. Don, thank you for standing by. Good evening. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to ask a question. I worked at a trucking company, and uh, they let me go. We had a little problem one night, and I had no warnings. I was a good employee in that. I worked there for 18 months, and they kind of just let me go. Because they're a driver's service, they said I could go work at another one of their temporary companies and uh like i was uh, they owed me a lot of money and i kept bothering them for the money that they owed me and i really think that they let me go uh because of the because of me bothering them for the money how long ago was this done um it was just uh when i started i worked there for 18 months i was let go in august august of, of last year uh, yes, yes okay well, good. Uh, good that it's only in August because I was afraid that you would tell me that it was a few years ago and that could have been a problem. So here's the thing. Uh, number one, if they owe you money, they have to pay you that money. Uh, number two, letting you go because you want money that's owed to you is actually illegal. We call that a reprisal. You cannot be let go because you're trying to enforce your rights. That's illegal. And number three, uh, what severance or did they pay you any severance? Uh, no, they didn't pay me. Like I, it was an ongoing thing at this company. Um, like with, when when you have a pay proposal explaining like what they're paying you per week, uh, they wouldn't even give me that. So there were so many pays missing, and I kept asking for the pay proposal so I could see what they're doing, and they refused to do that. So right now, I don't even know if they've given me my vacation pay or anything. Okay. So like they would have told a sign-on bonus as well, and they never paid me that. Wow. Yeah, no, certainly, yeah. certainly, wow. And and they would have probably owed you about three months severance. You know, in any event, so there's potentially bonuses owing. There's pay owing. There's severance owing, and there's a reprisal here. So so you know, uh, they tick all the boxes, don't they? So what <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. you to do, uh, as I want you to reach out to me off air, Don. We're going to give you that that information in just a second. Let's have a chat. I want to get more details about the job, about your pay, about what you may have signed. Let me help you get what you're owed. Don't let them get away with so many illegal things. That would be that would be wrong. Uh, and the good yeah. news is this should not be difficult to resolve. So reach out to me. I definitely look forward to chatting with you in private. Okay, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Appreciate you taking the time uh, this evening. Here is that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. help at employmentlawyer.ca as well. we got a few more minutes here. If you want to slide in a phone call like Don, bring it on, 416-870-6400. Yeah, that, that uh, employer, they could try to do a few more things that are incorrect, but that's a, that's a pretty good list. Not bad. Yeah, not not bad, not, not quite a world record, but maybe a, maybe a national one. It it, yeah. it is pretty bad, uh, but the good news is because they really uh, you know really got it wrong and did a lot of things illegal. 
there's going to be a lot that we can kind of hold over their head and get to get this resolved so that Don can get what she's legally owed. Uh, and, you know, these things happen, especially with employers that, uh, you know, are, are not a large company necessarily. They, they fly by the seat of their pants. They think they know or they, they think that laws don't apply to them. Well, guess what? The law doesn't discriminate. The law applies to every employer, big, small, sophisticated or not, and you're expected to abide by the law and saying, I didn't know, is simply no excuse. If you're an employee, never do this. We'll get to one more of these before we get to a few emails that have come in. Never forget to stay in touch with your employer while you're off on a disability leave, right? Right. If you want to maintain your employment status while you're on a disability leave so that hopefully you can go back to work at some point, don't forget about your employer while you're off. You know, it's one thing if you're off for a couple weeks, not so much a big deal. But if you're going to be off for an extended period of time, you know, if it's measured in months rather than days or weeks, you want to touch base with your employer every so often. You know, maybe every few weeks, once a month. Uh, contact your employer, even a quick email, text messages saying, just so you know, I'm still working on getting better, still seeing my doctor. I'll be in touch uh, as soon as I, I have news. That's important to do so that you don't want your employer to say, hey, we haven't heard from you for a year. We assumed you quit, so you don't have a job here anymore. Mm -hmm. That's not a good thing. If you can, again, I'm not, I don't think you need to send long letters or you don't need to go visit. You know, even, you know, once a month, a quick one-liner is fine so, so they don't forget about you and so that they don't think that you forgot about them. That maintains your status and that means that your employer can't just end the relationship with you. They still have to make all efforts to bring you back when you're ready to go back to work. So definitely don't give up your entitlements. Don't give up your employment status by forgetting about your employer when you're off on a disability leave. Got a couple minutes. If you're going to make a call, make it now, 416-870-6400 to get your question in. Sean writes in an email, says, Hey, Lior, my severance letter says that if I find another job, the employer will stop paying me severance and give me half of what is owed. Is that legal? So generally it is legal. An employer can choose to, quote unquote, take advantage of when an employee finds another job. But here's the thing. Oftentimes we can negotiate. And in fact, in most cases, we do negotiate uh, that this condition goes away so that the payment is paid guaranteed in a lump sum. So yes, uh, but... The key here is, number one, to make sure we negotiate proper severance. Chances are you're actually focusing on the wrong thing. It's not so much about what happens if you find another job. It's about are they even offering you enough severance. Once we engage the company on that, we can also negotiate away any condition. So don't stress out over it. And certainly, no matter what you do, please, please don't sign off on that severance letter before we've spoken. Let's get uh, Alexis on the line. Hi, Alexis. Thank you uh, so much for joining us. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I don't know if this has any substance to it, but I thought I'd check it anyway as I was listening to your show. Um, I started with a company, and uh, they went through a training period for one week, and then I was supposed to get – I was expecting to get at least 20 hours, 30 hours a week, something like that. And um, – I was moving, and uh, I called them and told them one day I wouldn't be in because of that, and I wanted to make sure I got a hold of the manager so she would know I wouldn't be in. And I asked her to call me back as well. She never called me back. I called several times. She never called me back. And the next thing I knew was my pay and the, uh, my paycheck as well as my hours would be online, so I'd have to check online to see what my next hours would be. And I found out I was terminated. 
So that was it. I never received anything in the mail. I never got anything. And I thought, well, I've only been there for a couple of months. Maybe they're allowed to do that. So I just left it at that. So, Alexis, unless you sign an employment agreement that said that in the first three months they can let you go without paying you anything, they still have to pay you an amount of severance even if you work there for a couple of months. Depending on the type of job, depending on your age, it could be anywhere from you know one month to six months potentially of pay that they owe you. So, really? well, because we're, absolutely. So, because we're running toward, uh, towards the end of the show here, what I want you to do is I want you to contact me off air. Let's connect. I'll get more details and help you. That would be wonderful. Could you give me? I I don't know your number directly. I'm going to give it to you right now, Alexis, as we're just about to wrap up for the evening. So excellent timing, by the way. Enjoy the rest of your night, and thanks for calling in. Here is that number for you and everyone else, one 855 email we used a couple times there was help at employmentlawyer.ca. If you go to employmentlawyer.ca, the website, you'll catch links to our long-running 30-minute TV show, which is pretty cool. And then finally, the website we love to talk about pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Go there, free, anonymous, and tons of information. We'll catch you on the weekend show of the Employment Law Show, but stick around. On Point is coming right back. Alex Pearson up next on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.